Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Music. The sweetest of the art forms. You would think that would be sugar making. Yes. An art form. Yes. A noble art form. That. Well, like. Yes. Like in the like in the television program. Where the guy has to make meth mm. in order mm-hmm. to make money to survive mm. from his lung cancer. Yes. Um, there could be a similar story where somebody figures has to find a novel way to make sugar rather than, you know, say this is in a society where they mm. follow the keto lifestyle. Yep. Okay. It's enforced <laughs> by law. You see? And so they've banned a lot of uh, chemicals or they're very, you know, they're. They're uh, they're restricted and, and people are monitored who buy mm. them, say, sugar cane, mm. sugar beet, mm. fruit. Yep. <laughs> uh, I mean, is wheat considered a sugar, the sort of the gluten and that sort of thing, are those sugars, starches? Are we, I mean, mm-hmm. are starches banned? Yeah. I mean, come on. Yep. I yep. mean, this is ridiculous. And so this person who is a chemistry teacher or maybe something less... Um, a less ba- obvious. A baker. <laughs> has to figure out ways to make delicious sweet treats by by sort of um, creating sugar from mm. non-sugar elements. Now, and just to be, just to, for the people at home, listening mm-hmm. at home, or wherever they're listening, right, um, could be outside this small office where we're recording this at the ABC, mm-hmm. wherever they are, thinking, so that sounds a bit like the episode of The Simpsons where they ban sugar. Is there an episode where that happens? Isn't isn't there an episode where they ban sugar and then they dump it all into the river or something or into, into the water and then everybody jumps in and dives around with the sugar and then you see somebody's teeth all fall out? Maybe that look. I mean, it feels like it would be a good. I, I, I mean, mean, it's such a good idea. It feels like I would base this Simpsons episode <laughs> on on that idea if I had access to their script writing equipment. I mean, it's it's sort of maybe a cross between the um, the beer baron episode and then whatever it is that I'm remembering, mm. which may or may not be an actual thing. But Alastair, I still think, are some sort of sketch. But do you think it's just a parody of of uh, Breaking Bad? Of Breaking Bad about sugar is absolutely a sketch, Alastair. Mm. It's absolutely a sketch. It's people trying to trying to manufacture in their bathtubs the sugar, or well, it's just one you. guy, and then one, maybe one guy, some younger guy. Mm. Who gets involved? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe to make it a bit different, they could both have eye patches and thick, brushy <laughs> mustaches. Does that? <laughs> this is like my character who tries to make all. Everyone always praises him for having such um, such complex characters, but really, all he's done is give every single character in his book a limp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a different kind of limp. 
oh yeah, sometimes they limp with the left and sometimes they limp with the right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they limp with their hands. They walk on their hands, but they walk on their hands with a limp. You know, well, one of those distinctive limps. I recognised him instantly because he was walking on his hands with a limp. <laughs> um, um. Nobody, nobody, okay. This is as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Uh, bipedal. You could be bipedal mm -hmm. and just walk with one hand and one foot. That's nobody true. does that. Yeah. No, no, no really nowhere good. in the animal kingdom yeah. is that is that niche taken advantage of. Could you do that with one foot and your head? And your head. <laughs> Would that still count? Or does is your does your head not count as ped? Um I you know, I think I think the purists, mm. the 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 pedal purists, mm, pedal pedophiles, yeah. <laughs> pedal files, the pedal files, that much maligned group of mm. society. There's nothing wrong with them. They just love the definition of feet, mm. and yeah. and they really <laughs> refuse to change the name of their group. <laughs> That's and their the only name, quirk. And the name of their group, pedal files. A lot of people will read it as, and then oh, they hate that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Who will think it's got to do with bikes? I think if you were bald, mm. you could really grease up the top of your head mm. and then use it as sort of like a bearing to slide around on, pushing yourself with one foot, if the ground was also very smooth. Because if it wasn't, it'd suck heaps. Wait, so you use you, your back legs are kind of like like a bull and your mm. and your head is sort of like a plow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that what you mean? You know, you sort of. <laughs> it's what I'm describing to you. Each, Ed. you know, so one of your thighs, you call it Betsy. Call the mm. other thigh, you call them, you know, Lignon. Lignon, like that. And in your head, you might wear one of those sort of like paper hats that looks like comes to a point. Like a dunce's hat. Mm. Yeah. But made of something real solid. For ploughing. Like metal, like a mm. metal tray. And what do you call your head in this scenario? Yeah. Old Faithful? Mm. Yeah. Then if you're giving everything a name, why not your torso? A really good point. Yeah. It would be a double standard. The, um, what about the body part formerly known as torso? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I Look, I think, this, I, think, I think novel forms of walking... Mm. Yeah. Are um, are pretty interesting because mm -hmm. uh, you know I'm aware that Monty Python and a lot of our sketches this this <laughs> this this episode are going to be um, takes on a classic on a classic uh, thing that already exists much better right but Monty Python the Ministry of Silly Walks I think you'll find they all still used their legs and mm -hmm. that's not going to cut it in this disrupted not in this uh, world. world yeah where one of your legs is cut off mm -hmm. and. Maybe both your arms. Maybe mm -hmm. one of one of your arms. Um, if we were to do a modern version of the Ministry of Silly Walks, mm -hmm. if we were up to, uh, to update it for today, yeah. we'd find that actually the government had outsourced all of the Silly works, Walks work to consultants. Mm. You know, Price Waterhouse or KPMG or something like that would have been brought in to do do consultation. Then you know the actual the actual Silly Walking mm. would all be done by um, contractors. Yeah right. So yeah. it wouldn't even be to sort of inspire the people. No 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 no. Um, and do you think it would it be? It would have been turned into some sort of profit-making center for mm. cronies of the 
the Liberal well, National Government. <laughs> well, I I would I don't want to get too satirical, mm. but I would su- suggest that maybe they would just have people sort of being pulled on sleds and they would say, yeah, that's walking. Mm. What are you talking about? They're moving yeah. around. Yeah, I don't know if that is too satirical, Alistair, because I don't even really quite know what it means. <laughs> they lie sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> they sure bloody do, though. I've had about enough of it. Um, I've also ri- written down pedal files. Yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is is the, is maybe that's what cyclists could be called mm. because they really need because cyclists have a bad image. Mm. You know, a lot of people are very negative well, about cyclists, mm. and I think this could be the rebrand <laughs> that'll really, you know, endear them to the general public. I think the, if there were two groups with the same name <laughs> who were yes who were in battle mm. you know i mean it gives the sketch a direction to go mm-hmm. direction is important mm. Mm. that's true yeah mm. why did you say that <laughs> just <laughs> just, uh, just supporting you in some way felt like there might be an opportunity for me to talk about vectors well, but then i held back if you must know <laughs> yeah. well i think support is important and you've done a good thing great Al. thanks very much um, sorry that um, neither of our comments really took us at forward in any way, which would be the other things you'd thing you'd need for a vector. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would be that would be magnitude of yeah yeah, yeah magnitude yeah. magnitude magnitude is a great name for a rapper. Mm. Is anyone are there any rappers called magnitude? Yeah, because chewed kind of sounds like attitude. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that was a big part of what I liked about it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and magna sounds a bit like magnet. <laughs> <laughs> and those are cool. Yeah, and ma- it sounds a bit like magma as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't Which know. I, don't I, don't, about I wouldn't that. know anything about that, and I That's wouldn't talk about it if I did. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think that people could treat some of their comedy characters as as secret identities? You know, you don't you pretend like you don't know who they are. Hmm. I'm sure there are some fuckheads in the industry <laughs> who do that. <laughs> In an industri- industry full of fuckheads, yeah. you, you can't, You're bound you can't to find rule it out. You'd yeah. be crazy. Yeah. I guess, yeah, in an industry full of fuckheads, there's going to be a fuckhead of every sort. But do you... Oh, I mean, I was going to say, would you feel that liberated having a masked character on stage? But then I forgot that you did used to have a masked character mm. that you did on stage. Did you ever do that on stage? Yeah. Once or twice? No, I did it a few times, but the last time was a major bomb. <laughs> I used to wear this terrifying mask, uh, this mask that looked real enough. Have we talked about this on the show before? Because if not, I may as well retell the the, the story of the mm. first time I saw this mask. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you hadn't seen it before? Oh. Which is, I hadn't seen it before. In fact, Alistair and I were living together at the time in a, in a warehouse that was very poorly lit in a very unpleasant <laughs> neck of the woods, down an alleyway <laughs> opposite a meat packing factory. It was, it was grim. Alistair went away to Sydney. And I was doing the washing up, because I always did the washing up, but I was doing it with my headphones on, so I wasn't in a good listening position. And uh, unbeknownst to me, Alistair had come back from Sydney. Also unbeknownst to me, he had purchased the most terrifying old man looking mask in the universe at the markets for, I don't know, 10 bucks or something like that. And he got his money's worth because he put on that mask 
and just stood about two metres away from me while I was doing the washing up until I, thinking I was alone in the house, turned around and saw this horrible old man. <laughs> the, the, and, uh, if you want to know how you'd react in a crisis... I froze. I totally froze. The You're only so part scared, of me that yeah. moved was maybe my eyes got real they, wide. They widened. That's all that happened. <laughs> I, you know, and when your eyes widen in a scenario like that, I think it's an evolutionary response to you're hoping that maybe you'll see, you, you know, you'll get more information about the scenario, mm. right? And I don't know what my eyes were hoping to see that mm. would give context to this old man <laughs> in, my, uh, in my kitchen. Um, yeah. Maybe uh, maybe some sort of anti-old man who mm. was about to kill him in some way, like a small yeah. baby with a knife. Yeah. I guess a great aunt would a be great an aunt. anti-old yes. man. Yeah. Real. <laughs> auntie. An auntie. <laughs> if ever there was one time to use your accent, yeah. Alistair, well, to make the joke... Auntie. Something. Yeah. Yeah, who a knows? But then I wouldn't have known when you said aunt. You would have said a great aunt. Yeah. I would have been very confused. I know. I, that's why I, I said that. But mm. there, every particle has its own anti-particle. Mm. <laughs> anti-particle. Um, anyway, anyway, Harrison. Yeah. That was Harrison. Then Alistair turned it into a character of Harrison who was just like a terrifying stand-up comedian. Yeah. <laughs> who didn't realise how terrifying he was. Yeah. Hey, how you guys doing? You know, so, uh, you know when you're walking around down a dark street and, and, and you see a, like a... Like a vulnerable person, they give you that look. You know that look, and like my face doesn't change. You know, yeah. you know what I'm talking about. It was, uh, it was uh, very good. I imagine the audience was very much able to imagine your face not changing because they, they were seeing it. They were. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about the audience who was oh, watching me at the time. No, the, I was talking to the audience at home. Yeah, right. At home. So many I, I think of them as an audience. Isn't that weird that they're an audience, even though they're made up of individuals? Ooh. All spread out all over the place. It's like thinking of individual drops of water as an ocean. Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess something you said earlier today, you said, well, you know, I guess there's only one water. Something Mm. like that. You said something like that. And I went, oh, like as in, like, I thought you were talking about all the particles. I guess, oh, that's right. You were talking about (laughs) your... Your wife's uh, water breaking. <laughs> water's breaking. Her and, water's broke. Yeah, her water's broke. And you go, I guess there was just one water. And then I started thinking about the idea that maybe there is only one water and all the water in the world is part of that one water. And I thought maybe that's mm. what you were saying. Mm. And then I realized you were talking about maybe that your boys were both in, were probably in two separate bags. They were in the same bag. Uh, actually, they would have been in separate bags. So maybe there were waters. Mm. Maybe there were a couple of waters, but I think only one of the two waters did break. So there you go. I think I don't know. I can't remember. They had been separated by a laser or something like that, wasn't oh, it? Oh yeah, but that wasn't the the bags. No. That was a different thing. Wow. Oh. It was a very complicated in utero scenario with my <laughs> twins. Pre-birth, Alistair is alluding to a medical condition that they had <laughs> called twin anemia polycythemia, mm. where red blood cells were flowing from one twin into the other twin mm. f- via capillaries in the placenta, right. resulting in one becoming anemic and one becoming polycythemic and almost dying. And then mm. they were saved in a most incredible fashion by an application of very cool science uh, with a little laser and a camera going into the uh, the amniotic sac and cutting the capillaries in the placenta 
mm. with a bloody bloody laser on a stick. Yeah. In the, in the womb. And in ancient times when people babies had this mm. condition, one would just be born com- bright, bright red, red and, and the other one would be born bright white. Bright white. <laughs> <laughs> bright white and they would think that they were demon babies. Yeah. And, and then you would be glad to be rid of them. Mm, which you would have been mm. extremely rid of them. Mm. <sighs> anyway, um, uh, glad all that's behind me. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Stephen Cole, uh, for performing that procedure. Apparently the, the, the procedure went so well that it changed the way that they're going to do that procedure from now on. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm a part of medical history. Well, well. you are in some way, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, good times. Yeah. Um, I had a thought uh, yesterday, Alistair, mm-hmm. that um, you know how the pavlova is like Australia's national dish? Yes, right? one, one of our many. Yeah. Um, I think, though, that it probably was our national dish during the white Australia policy, which is a thing that we had yeah. that we can all be very proud of, mm. which was to keep out, I think, mostly people from China was what they were worried about. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We're sorry, everybody. I just thought it was interesting that our our national dish dish also called for whites only, because the pavlova obviously is made with the whites of, uh, of whites of the uh, whites of the egg. And how bloody Australian is that? <laughs> they probably got the bloody uh, uh, the recipe uh, the national the white Australia policy confused mm-hmm. with the um, recipe the recipe book for the the uh, the, uh, the white white recipe policy. Nah, all right. <laughs> um, what the white paper? Mm. I think they would have had a white paper for that. Mm. I don't know what they what they yeah, use white paper. Could have been, could have been. Anyway, anyway unlike uh, un- unlike unlike um, unlike the recipe itself, there's a yolk in there somewhere. No, no, fuck it. I'm so sorry about that one. Um, I'm gonna write it down. Yeah. You what are you writing down? Only the whites. Yeah. Well, it's I. The, I think I think you could arrange all of that. Into something, yeah, and you know, in the, the ingredients in, 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 are there. Uh, in the in the right context, I think that could be a, a fun little, uh, you know, mistake mm-hmm. when somebody's looking at a recipe mm. book and, and also. I don't. I don't know if I'm looking at a recipe book or the yeah, or, or a policy, <laughs> you know, or an Australian policy document from before the year 1968. Well, somebody told me that they were they were working for the state government and that their job was to implement the policy that would, was written, mm. right? But they're looking over the policy and they realize this thing is a mess. Like some bits are just copied and pasted from other policies and mm. that things inside it are not relevant yeah, at right. all. And then there's other bits that are kind of, you know, maybe they contradict each other and things like that. And so, But this has been passed. But this is passed. Passed parliament or whatever. Yeah, and so is in law. And now that they have to enact it, you have to like look at this piece of, I guess is like societal, pro- mm. bit of societal programming, mm. like as in like, you know, the coding kind of thing. And then you have to like actually do things that match the new laws, even though the laws don't necessarily make sense. That's so crazy. I mean, I often wonder about this though, because those policy mm. documents that they come up with, they're coming up with them all the time, right? There's always new shit being debated and passed and that sort of thing. Mm. And they're huge. They're massive documents, mm. 
really hard to... And they're, they're written in language that is very hard to understand. Yeah. They are, by their nature, very repetitive anyway, and they always contain clauses and subclauses. Like, just when I was working on this show about the Australian consumer law, just mm. having to look at the consumer law, it's just volumes and volumes and volumes of this stuff mm. that is so hard to understand. But I'm always like, how do they write so much of this stuff? How do they write it all mm. so quickly and write it in a way that is you know, robust, like legislatively robust. Mm. And obviously there would be copying and pasting and yeah. that's what I would do if I was doing it. Well, I think, yeah. <laughs> and like... I, think, I think that happens in law as well. Like you, when you you need to come up with a good argument for defending somebody mm. or whatever, you just go, all right, what did other people say when they mm. defended somebody in a similar thing like that? You go, yeah. oh, that's a good argument. All right, let's take that. You go, that's a good argument. Let's take that. <laughs> Like that. And so and nobody's... Just go on Google, good defences for septuple murder. Man, <laughs> I bet you that there is a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, for especially yeah. for septuple murder. <laughs> is there any special defences that kick in at sort of like extra high number well, of murders? Your Honour, my client thought that by killing seven, that would be lucky. <laughs> and he, he was wrong. And he, but we all make mistakes. Exactly. And he thought he would get off. Mm. And so. <laughs> <laughs> and he did in a way. <laughs> in a way. But I'm only in, are you referring to like sexually? Jacking it. Yeah. yeah. Jacking it. Mm. Um, uh, Your Honour, my client, yes, he did murder 13 people, but you understand that above a certain number of murders, it's hard to keep track. Mm-hmm. He thought he'd only murdered 11. Ignorance go. of the law is no, is not is is no defence. Mm. But what about ignorance, um, ignorance of the crime? Of the crime. <laughs> <laughs> That's much better than what I was going to say. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. Um, there could be something in there. Well, I, in fact, I think that is probably a legitimate offence if you're sort of impaired in such a way that you mm. can't keep track. Like, and I wonder if there is a mm. a sort of a can you get a bulk sentence? Like, say you you do do a cert, above a certain number of murders, mm. say a dozen. You know, yeah. is there some kind of discount where you don't have mm. to do the same number of years as you would per the individual murders? Mm-hmm. Um, I, you think know, there, you I think there, I think there definitely job, is. They'll throw you in one for free or something like I that. I think if you kill the old Baker's dozen, I think if you commit a crime against one person, mm. you will get you know a certain amount of time. But even if that's if you kill three people say mm. i don't think they're going to give you three times the same sentence. sometimes i think they do mm. i think sometimes you get like there are situations where mm. you'll you'll get a life sentence you know you'll get mm. multiple life sentences yeah reflecting the number of people that you yeah. killed but okay. it does turn into a bit of a joke as well yeah that's when you get a pedantic um judge mm. who really cares about that or as we would call them in this a pedantophile mm. yeah <laughs> Loves to be pedantic, <laughs> and um, yeah, I think I think the idea of a bulk crimes discount mm. is sort of a funny idea, mm. and maybe you know you know how we have lots of law based, mm. um, like oh, courtroom based uh, sketch ideas. The idea that your your honor, mm. um, my client, now he has done a lot, but I think <laughs> per. I think per the crime, he should do less. Get a discount. And I what if what if we paid some of the fine? As you know, there's going to be fine mm. and in time. cash. In cash. <laughs> yeah. 
That's really good. We should we should do something with that, <laughs> especially if your um, your crime was tax evasion. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, money laundering, cat tax evasion. Um, I. Uh, Oh, wait, I had to, oh yeah, well I was just saying that if my mum was a defence lawyer, mm. I think um, she would expect a discount not only for the number of crimes done, mm. but also for the if her, her client came there, came to court a lot, was like a repeat offender, mm. you know, based on the mm. relationship or something like that. Oh, we, you know, I come here all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, Joe's discount bulk courthouse... Mm. Is this Australia's find it find a find a, a lesser sentence anywhere else and we'll beat it by ten percent. <laughs> it's a real yeah. race to the bottom. Um, of uh, of just you know, they'll they'll you know, if you get a fine, they'll give you a they'll give you a lower fine. And I think we should do this. I think we should privatize um the the the, the the administration of justice. I'm crazy judge. <laughs> I'm crazy judge Joe. <laughs> um, low, low sentences. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely nuts. <laughs> People go, look at this court. Um, jurors. I mean, one. this one's a donkey. Normally the clients plead insanity, but this time it's crazy Joe doing it. I must be mad myself. <laughs> when they've privatised the court system. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that Let, what you yeah, said? I was saying oh, that. Sorry. Yeah, let you off with a, a warning about how good the deals are. Um, every deal is a every plea deal is a something. Rather. Mm. Every plea deal <laughs> is a something. Um. He's um he, he everything's settling out of court because he. Uh, they repossessed his courthouse. He couldn't keep up the rent, so now he's doing it all out. <laughs> Joe's in... outdoor court <laughs> court settlements, <laughs> out of court settlements. Yeah, we're just doing them outside because because they're renovating. We're yeah, renovating. We're renovating. renovating Big renovating things coming court. soon. Yeah. <laughs> <Before the suits. laughs> Meanwhile, there's an eviction notice on, <laughs> on the door. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh, come here, come down by the river. The cop won't let me do it here. I love a real shifty judge. Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you want me to ordain you at a civil partnership? <laughs> I'll chuck that in. I'll chuck that in. While I'm doing your... Five extra bucks. Doing your homicide. It's just... um, do you think that maybe you will get married to someone, mm. uh, you know, while you're in jail over correspondence? Because mm. you could pre-buy Come to that, me. Right? If, yeah. you, if you're going to do that, make sure you come to me. Yeah. Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get me in. <laughs> I'll Joe will look after you. <laughs> That's just like it's a better call Saul. Yeah. But for judges. <laughs> yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> we're, we're taking... We're, we're taking doing uh, all, uh, all our references to... We're all parody sketches today. The guy who does who created that TV show. Is it David Simon or is it someone else? No, David no, that's Simon the is The Wire. Oh... Uh, the other guy. 
Bajorn yeah. Klamsky. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bajorn. He's a Bajorn where you pronounce the J. Yeah. The Amer- B-A-J-O-R-N. He's an American Bajorn. <laughs> I love that. Like there's places in the States that are clearly French names, but they... they pronounce them. Yeah, Des Moines. Des mm. I don't even like yeah Des Moines I think is really funny because I mean like it doesn't you know obviously it's fine to pronounce it with the, an English accent but mm. I guess not everybody you can't get everybody in America to call it Des Moines <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know at least they're not pronouncing the S at the at, mm. I don't know maybe it is just D-E D-E Moines I think you're only allowed Des to Moines. call it Des Moines if it's actually from the Moines region of France yeah so something um, so, Alistair, favourite grade of gravel? Mm, I would say coarse. Yeah? Yeah, I would get... Uh, you're our coarse, you're a coarse guy. Yeah, I guess, you know, something that... Well, you're talking like a bluestone? Um... Or do you like that kind of, um, tan colour? Oh, do they colour? break up big bluestones? I think they do, and I think they, like, make gravel in a thing, like, in a, in a tumbler. Mm. It goes round and... Oh, actually, no, that's where you get those... That's where they make those little round ones. Mm. They literally put them in there and they just spin it like a washing machine and all the stones are just smashing against each other. Mm. Like that. And uh, where, and eroding down to the point where you get the nice little roundies. And they fall into, the, into a thing? Um, they what? must sift them out somehow. Mm. Maybe they fall out. Maybe they sort of fall out there. Well, I guess sifting does involve falling. It I mean, does I think in a way. Can, I does think we can both be right on this well, one, actually, even though I don't think I'm right at all. Well, I'm just trying to spe- speculate about a version of sifting that doesn't involve falling. Oh, you could do it with like a, some a kind of centrifuge. Mm, or a magnetic spinning. sifting. Mm, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> of, of, iron ore. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if iron ore is magnetic. Well, it is. sorry, I apologise. Magnetite. Obviously is. Mm. But it's not one of the main iron ores, I don't believe, magnetite. Yeah, right. So I was I was referring to magnetite at yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> I I want you to know that whenever I talk about ore, I'm always talking about one of the lesser <laughs> off brand ores. It's a bit it's a bit more niche, it's a mm. bit, you know bit hipper. Like, like if um if we're talking about canoe ores, mm. I'm always talking about double kayak ores. Mm. I love kayaking. Yeah? Yeah. It's so satisfying. And, uh, it, I think that really matches you and your, especially your new look. My new vest. Yeah. <laughs> My new, little cap. Mm, your little cap. <laughs> These are all things that go well with your l- leather side bag, that kind of stuff. I would, I would, I would, um, I'd be interested in kayaking on land. I Is, think I think that mm. would be possible. You could chuck a couple of little wheels under a kayak, and you could paddle along with a s- little, mm. little rubber stump on the end instead yeah. of a instead of a um, yeah. paddle. A s- well, you know, yeah, street paddle. Mm. You know, um, I think that would be great. Yeah, mm. I mean, it's that part where they tip over a lot, where your head kind <laughs> of t- falls into the sort of the car lane. Grates along the. Yeah. But if that doesn't happen with bicycles, mm. and it does. <laughs> and let's be clear, it does happen it with bicycles. It does, but if it didn't... <laughs> but but in this situation, my legs would be trapped mm-hmm. inside a kayak. So. Yeah. And your you know your arms would be sort of otherwise occupied. So mm-hmm. Holding a paddle. Hold, holding a paddle. So yeah. I think it's perfect for sort of squishing the heads of... Um, yeah. It would be a good way to thin out the sort of kayak enthusiast population, I mm. guess. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
But I, I don't think that just because it's a bad idea that people shouldn't do it. Oh, that's good. Hmm? You know, we're o- very open-minded on, yeah. this, on this show, mostly because we've cracked our skulls open, in gra- open mm. ground kayaking. Exactly. I've had a lot of people that I know, quite, quite you, know, you know, family friends and friends of mine quite recently, injured themselves very badly doing downhill mo- um, mountain biking. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's a, it's very conducive to serious in- injuries. Uh, it's insane. My dad does a lot of it. He's insane. Mm, well. Is this your dad who recently had really, really bad knees? Yeah, but that was... Is this the same dad? We're talking about the yeah, same it's dad? The same, <laughs> yeah, that's the same dad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's my dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that was viral. Mm. That was a viral or a bacteria thing that got into his body and then reacted with... Um, with sort of uh, reactive arthritis and then also another thing on his heart. But You're right, you're right. The, his, his arthritis in his knees and his problem with his heart and his uh, susceptibility to bacteria doesn't, doesn't sound like any of these should preclude him from doing downhill mountain biking. But, but it wasn't related to the mountain hill. <laughs> and the, if anything, the, the, the mountain biking will stop his... Uh, he didn't just have... Turns out he didn't just have reactive arthritis mm. in his knees. He also has now real arthritis in there. And doing Proactive. Lo- um, doing a lot of mountain biking is one of the few things you could do to stop your knees from seizing up. You're kidding. Mm. That's crazy. Mm. I apologize. When you have arthritis, you've got to keep using your body or else they will become basically unusable. Mm. So I guess uh, in this episode where we reveal all our family's <laughs> medical problems. <laughs> medical history. Um, you must feel pretty silly now. Yeah, I really and, do. Um, but this is another sort of a medical thing in which your name is attached to. In, history. In, in history. <laughs> I will admit that when I went into attacking your dad on the basis of his medical conditions, I felt like there was a chance I wasn't going to come out of it well. No. But I was like, look, I have a role to play on this podcast and it's Absolutely. irrationally attacking people for things that they choose to That's do. That's cool, yeah. And I look, I'm, I mean, I did bring up your... The problem, you know, mm. your, your son's thing. I mean, I was, I think sure. I was bringing it up in the context of their quite a beautiful poetic mm. thing of the idea of there only mm. being one water. Mm. But, you know, your attack on my dad's <laughs> knees and how he's an insane person. This <laughs> <laughs> is similar. I will, I will say mm. he does seem to have quite different interests to you. Yeah. But also, like, um, you work in a very different field to all your mm. members of your family. That's true. And so your focus l- lies far away from that mm. because we l- focus in quite a niche uh, mm. a niche uh, industry mm. where there's only seemingly millions of people trying to do it. Yep. Mm. <laughs> We're all trying to cram into a little hole like, like bees trying to get into a hive. Mm. There's only one spot in the hive. Yeah. Anyway, we're in the hive now. We're in the hive. You can't come in. Yeah, and uh, we're low on resources. Until they shut down the <laughs> yeah. hive. Um, now, look, we have one, two, three, four, five ideas here. Should we go to our three I bet words? they're good as well. Yes. I think there's Don't some look good back. stuff. Never look back. Um, all right, we're going to three words from a listener. Have we done too short? No. No, it's fine. It's just going to be a, a petite episode. Well, we, we can... Anyway... I think people are happy with petite episodes. Yeah. People have um, got things to do. They don't have time to listen to this. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs> and if you want, you can come to our comedy festival show, Teleport, mm. from March 26th, 26th till April 19th, 19th, 2020, in Melbourne, Australia. Mm. And it's going to be great. And the sooner you buy tickets, the happier everyone will be. You'll be happy because you know tickets will be booked. And we'll be happy because we know that this might not lead to, to total financial ruin. Just just do it. Just buy the tickets now. And then after, if you, after you do that, if you really want to, you can also buy tickets to Alice at Tremblay Virtual. Couldn't be more happy. Uh, couldn't be more thrilled with everything, mm. which is also at the Comedy Festival. Can't wait to see go to the au website and find links or like on our Twitter and stuff. Anyway. Three words from a listener, a Patreon mm. uh, supporter, Connell O'Hara. Connell O'Hara. 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 Walking through the fields. Making up a type of breath that no one ever smelled. <laughs> <laughs> we are really good at this. Yeah. I think we should do it live. Yeah? Yeah. Doing, just doing <laughs> making up songs? Yeah. I think, okay, what we need to do is we need to record <laughs> one live album. Okay. <laughs> of songs. Of songs. Yeah. Um, but we make them in real time. Mm-hmm. We both have an instrument if we want to. I guess we could have an array of instruments there, tambourine. Sure. I don't want to limit myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we... I want the only limit to be my talent. <laughs> But trust me, that's a big enough limit to go around. Yeah, don't worry. And then I guess we could live stream it. Um, mm. We'll do it directly after the 300th episode is finished. No, mm. We're not going to do it then. I think, uh, oh, my God, that'd be incredible. To do that. To go, we, go, we, go, we, do, we do a 300 sketch episode yeah. and then we go on stage and perform live. <laughs> live. <laughs> Having just finished our, gob- uh, our, our cheese goblet of wine. <laughs> Well, we've got to work on something new to do for the next episode. Okay, can't be cheese goblets. Can't be cheese goblets again. Yeah. No, we've moved on. All right. Maybe gravy pillows. Yeah, Ooh. great. <laughs> on which we could sleep after we record that live album. All right. Connell O'Hara's three words are <clears throat> anti, mm. A-N-T-I, ah. cream. Yep. Do you want to guess what the last word is? Schlippowitz? No, wrinkles. Ah, anti cream wrinkles. wrinkles. You know what? You if 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 the wrinkles in the ends of your fingers mm. were big enough, yeah, right, they would absorb all cream, right? Whenever you touched cream, it would be soaked into the the mm. wrinkles on your fingers, yeah, right, and it would mean that you were never able to apply cream anywhere else on your body. So it would just go too deep down and then you wouldn't be able it's to. It's deep down in the folds there. Well, you can't guess, get to it. I guess yeah, you could picture somebody who's got such dry hands mm. and they're so cracked mm. that when you mm-hmm. put cream on your finger, yep. it falls so deep into It's like the, the vacuum of space. Yeah. It's sucked away sucked and it's away. never coming back. And then it go- goes into your bloodstream and is carried mm. away. I, is it infinitely dry? Mm. You know, like like... Okay, we've got absolute uh, zero temperature. Mm-hmm. Is there absolute dry? Something it is that is 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 infinitely well. What I said, infinitely dry. I wonder if you could make something like this yeah. with carbon nanotubes, mm. right? Because you can do make that that um, that material that absorbs all light with carbon nanotubes. The light goes down the little holes and bounces around in there and can't get back out again. Vanta black. Yeah, I think Vanta black somewhere along that mm. territory. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, but I, I reckon that might also be able to absorb water 
down mm. those tubes using capillary action. Sure. Um, and, 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 and then it's in, infinite drain. You touch it on anything, soaks it up, it's gone. Mm. It's gone. So Drop like, it in the ocean, the ocean's gone. Yeah, well, yeah. make, make, so this is like, did this guy have like a, did a product make his hands this, this, this dry? Do you think maybe it was like, make your hands as dry as a person's heels would mm. be? Well, okay. <laughs> he was, <laughs> he, 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 he met a, um, mm. he was in, he was in a, a public toilet, right? Trying to dry his hands on one of those crappy hand dryers. that just go, <sighs> mm. like that, right? And then he, the, a genie appeared, mm. right? Or, or a researcher in material science. Yeah. The closest thing we have to genies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he wished he wished to mm-hmm. the researcher in material science yeah. um, <laughs> after rubbing him to mm. dry his hands mm-hmm. um, he he said, "I wish that my hands were always dry mm. right and the material science scientists because you've got to be careful of them they granted his his one wish right. said, be by careful coating what you wish for mm. was he foreign yeah, he had come here from Iran. Iran is at the forefront of material science. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, but he was trying to get away from a lot of that political unrest. Mm. And, uh, and he was working with nanotubes and he's walking into a public toilet mm. with a big tub of them. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then he dipped the person's hands in the carbon nanotubes yep. and they dried immediately. Mm. But then they were also then, suddenly these nanotubes got mm-hmm. all into his skin mm. and things like that. Because they they're nanotubes. Mm. You know, they, the fibers. They all got into the pores and the gaps in the skin, the skin yeah. fibers and things like yeah. that. Anyway, and so then anytime, no matter what, you just you could go through a whole tub of sorbaline mm. like that. And you know, normally you got that sort of slimy feel left mm. after you've, you know, let's say you've tried to rub your heel or something like that to mm. kind of make it stop aching while you're in bed or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Are we are we going into another medical diversion, no, Alistair? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> and then, uh, and then you're like, oh, now I've got all this cream on my hands. Now my mm. hands are going to be all mm. not dry. And then, but he can't. That doesn't happen to this guy. Mm. They go instantly dry. Mm-hmm. Has no access to the moisture. Can't get it I've back. I've got the driest touch. Everything I touch turns to dry. Do you think maybe it goes into a reservoir in the middle of his hand, and his mm. hands keep growing? Yeah, with swelling. Like, yeah, like so he gets water hands mm. like that. But then can he shoot it out from a hole in the middle of his hand? Maybe out of his wrist like this Spider-Man. This would be a pretty good way to get a superpower. Like mm. it's almost, feels almost plausible. Yeah. I think I think we could be onto something. Okay. Yeah. Is that Squir- a sketch? Squirty Boy. That's yeah. it. That'd be his name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Squirty Boy. <laughs> he can make you uncomfortably wet. <laughs> Not enough to change your shirt, but enough to be weird, wet. Like he goes, you know, somebody's drowning in a pool or whatever. He sticks his fingers in, sucks up the pool. Oh, that is so good. Mm. Squirts it into the air. Un- yeah. Everyone dances around. <laughs> that music plays. <laughs> you don't think that would make people happy? If I think it would make people happy. Yeah. I think people like that kind of thing. They like a good time. Yeah, people do love a good time. You know, I'm a big fan of water slides. Are you? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. Really? I feel like we talked about it on a very recent episode of the podcast. You love water slides. I am obsessed with water slides. Mm. I think they're just about the most fun thing that exists. You know what I don't like about water slides? What? 
But when you get decapitated. It's my second least favorite thing. Okay, yeah. wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm interested in this first. Yeah. But, so, uh, you know, it's that, it's that join between two of the slide pieces mm. where when your butt goes over it, Sometimes a little bit of a gadunk. You feel a little clipping, like it's like you kind of. Mm. It's almost like it pinches you a little bit, like your skin mm. goes past, and maybe some of the skin just kind of goes into the fold, and then it kind of goes ah, just pinches a tiny yeah, bit. Yeah, I reckon what happens is that the pressure from your butt pushes your skin down into the fold, mm. and then as you slide, the far edge squeezes that fold. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a little self self squeezer. Yeah, but yeah. then after that, getting decapitated is my least favorite thing. <laughs> Um, do you, would you say that you, you mentioned political unrest before? Mm. Do you think that our country is at a state of political rest? Hmm. I don't know if we're in complete rest, but I think we're we're in we're in equilibrium. Mm. Possible. We've hit some steady state. Yeah. Which I guess is what stability is. Mm. I don't know if there's political unrest in Iran. My assumption um, is that there always is, but maybe there isn't. Uh, I think I think some people are pretty unhappy with some stuff over there. But you know, I think they yeah. they've just voted in a very conservative government again. Have they? Yeah. Okay. So, but I thought I heard that the young people were very sort of anti all that, mm. but they can't seem to escape it. Mm. Um, anti all that. She's all anti all that. I used to love the movie. She's all that. Never seen it. I used to love. I was so in love with Rachel Lee Cook. I don't know her. Well, she's the star of She's All That. I'll look her up. And was she beautiful? Well, at first she was nerdy. Ah, uh, <laughs> so approachable. <laughs> she was approachable because she had interests that would have sort of, you know, mm-hmm. not been the kind of interests my dad would have had. Obviously, uh, the kind of interests sure. that I would have had. Yeah, because your dad's a real jock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, he just likes. He just likes, you know, sharing sort of mm-hmm. old rock songs on Facebook. Has that been done as a movie concept? Jock Dad? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's got a jock dad. He's all jock. Yeah, that's a great name. And then, but then their son is not, not so jock. I'm sure this has been done. Mm. I think it's like so of, obvious. I think masculine men who are disappointed with their son that isn't mm. that is masculine. one of the main topics that's, for film. I don't think there's a single film that's been made that doesn't have that trope in it. Little Women? That's I mean, the main plot line yeah, in Little Women. Little Women. <laughs> I mean, Little Woman is the name of the dad. <laughs> That's the, the name of the dad. Yeah, Little Women. And and he's super masculine. He's, he's called Little Women and yeah, he's super masculine. Well, that's how masculine he is. He can pull off that name. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think there's a son, I don't know, Big Mama or something like that. <laughs> Big Mama? Yeah. Because his dad gave him that name so that he didn't have to be as masculine. Mm. What about Dick Grunt? Mm, that is a very masculine name. <laughs> knife, knife wound. Mm, yeah, nothing like a wound. It's a real male thing to have. I think so. You reckon? Yeah. When you've been out hunting oxen. But don't you think it's more masculine to have got out of the fight without even without a, a scratch uh, on you? You mean knife, no wound? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Oh, knife McNo wound. That's mm-hmm. son of no wound. Yep. The one who was maybe whose masculinity is being questioned mm. by his papa. 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 Shall I take us through the papa. sketch ideas? Uh, yep. We got Breaking Bad, but with sugar. Mm. And this is in this keto society. Mm-hmm. 
where any sugar has been restricted. I tell you that joke idea that I came up with, but I was like, look, I've been trying to follow the keto diet, but uh, I'm struggling because I'm not sure I quite get the rules. Like, I, So I've been eating a lot of pastry and sugar, <laughs> which I think is against the rules. But I know that that turns into, in, in your body, turns directly into fat, which is allowed. Mm. You see, so I'm not sure. Yeah, have I told you my joke about the paleo diet? No. <laughs> Uh, wait, <laughs> this is the famous one, right? This is the joke that I tell you almost every day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the paleo diet. Uh, Leo's a guy who runs a fish and chip shop at the corner of my street, and I pay him <laughs> for food. Then <laughs> um, we've got pedal files. Mm, which okay. are people who love people who love feet. cycling, like your dad. Love, no, that's the pedal file. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> pedal files are the people who love feet. The definition of feet. Yeah, pointing out what's of... feet and what isn't. Yeah. I still think my bipedal person who that's walks on one. one leg and one hand. Novel forms of walking and oh, bipeds. Great. Yeah. Great. So that's, no, yeah, that's I'm sorry, one. I doubted you, and well, I did okay. doubt you. Then we got the only whites pav. Recipe, um, mm. becoming the Australian national Australia, dish. This white Australia policy through mm. some mix-up. Yep, mix-up of egg whites. Yeah, okay, <laughs> a bit they, of sugar. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of sugar until they <laughs> stiff peaks. Yeah, until they form a meringue. Mm. Um, then we've got bulk crime discounts, and that's a from. Joe's discount bulk courthouse from when they privatized the uh, legal system. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the incentive is to go to one of the more expensive um, co- courthouses where they charge you individually for each crime. Well, I suppose it's more important, I guess, if you want to, if you really, it's important to you for it to appear like justice has mm-hmm. been served. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good answer. It's a really good answer. Um, to it me, it's status. more important to get off lightly. Yeah. But, you know, status, I went to one of the good ones, you know, mm, not yeah. some cheapo. I'm for serving my, my full term. Mm. If you're a politician, you'd have to make it seem like you went to a good one. But you could go to a dodgy one that appears like a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So that you can then <laughs> restart your political career after you've done your 18 consecutive life sentences. Absolutely. You've got to have, you've got to keep that credibility. Mm-hmm. And then we've got ultimate dry hands, mm. the the carbon nanotube finger man story. Yeah, that's inspiring. Yeah. I like to go on elevators. I'll be releasing a song soon. Uh, I've got a, I'm running a running a rap about ha- having chickens and having lots of eggs mm. and uh, acting, feeling really uh, egg rich. And I want you to know that this is separate from our live stream, completely improvised album that we'll be doing. Absolutely. Um, this is Andy's n- different new career. This is my rap career. I've got two. I've got the rap we did, I think it was last time, about uh, my dick falling off. <laughs> my dick fell off. And then my dick fell off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and now I've got this other one about having lots of eggs. <laughs> yeah, a eunuch with eggs. <laughs> it's time to sound like a woman. 
<laughs> no, I don't think women are guys whose dicks have fallen off. Oh, I have a lot to learn, Alistair, no, no. but I hope to learn through the medium of rap. <laughs> I understand white, rap white. is the place to go to learn about women. White guy rap. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we have been Andy Matthews and Alistair Trombley Virgil. We're at Two in Tank at Stupid Old Andy at Alistair TB on Twitter, and um, we're at Two in Tank on Instagram. And you're on Instagram. I'm also at A Trombley Virgil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, you can follow us on you know you can support us on Patreon, which helps immensely. You can go on our Redbubble. We've got we've got to we've got to do another Sci-Fi Try Guys this week. I've only just released the most recent bonus episode for this mm. month, but we've got to get another one out there. Yeah, we're going to have a Sci-Fi, sci-fi, sci-fi try, try Guys. I've started writing my story. I'm very enjoying it's sounding it. Sounding very. I think I've found my voice. Oh my god, yeah. Andy has found his voice. Whereas I am still uh, in deep search for mm-hmm. any kind of voice. I don't. I'm I'm pretty doubtful of whether or not I'll ever find my voice. I think I'll be like, I think this whole thing is bullshit that everybody finds their voice. And then it's it's always just going to be work. Mm. It's going to be hard work and I'll never be able to make it consistent. Yeah. Anyway, that's just what, my, that's my prediction. It's my fear that it's, this is, it, that this work, this career I've chosen is always going to be work. Yeah. But, well, it's, you know, it's good that it is work because that makes it difficult. And it means that I guess less people try to do it. Mm. Um, but also, I think maybe if I do find my voice, it'll just be the rut that I'm in. <laughs> the voice of my rut. Find your rut. <laughs> <laughs> my my comedy's really taken off since I found my rut. <laughs> um, and thank you very right. much. Take care of yourselves. Rut nuts over there. You rut nuts. Right. And uh, we, we love, love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.